0: How else do you get their boring meetings? The payroll company knows that your most important resource is your workforce. So let us do the stuff you don't have time for.
1: you listening to Wake Up Springfield with Alex Bryant, News Director Don Luzader, and Producer Cass Bowen
0: Anderson on ninety three three and AM five sixty KWTO.
1: Well, President Trump had his town hall last night with Brett Baer and Martha McCallum, and um, man, I you know I watched the whole thing, and you know, first of all, I just want to say the dude's good. You you can tell that he has matured a little bit. Um, you know, a, a, I mean not in a in a negative way, but along the the political process, he knows stuff. He, he handles the crowd very well. And, um, you know, so it's kind of good there, you know, but before that, the day before, you know, um, he's in court, then he comes to the town hall and then he's got to go today to the final day in this trial with Judge Ngorin, the civil case. And this dude is juggling a lot. And so it's kind of crazy too, because he's getting all this publicity and it's free. I mean, it's free publicity. Everybody's saying his name. Everyone's talking about him. Um, this judge and Gorin, who is the activist judge in New York City, he is not even allowing Donald Trump to give a closing argument in his fraud and, um, trial. Um, he says this this is what the judge says. I assume that Mr. Trump will not agree to the reasonable, lawful limits I've imposed as a precondition to giving a closing statement. Therefore, he will not be speaking in court tomorrow at every turn. That activist judge has taken away Donald Trump's um, First Amendment rights, and that's sad. That's why people know that it's a sham, and so that's all I got to say about that. And so if you listened to his town hall last night, you know what was said. There's a lot of different topics that he touched on. I'm going to mention about maybe five or six of them um, for you here in the next, maybe seven of them here in the next couple of segments. But you know, the first thing that I took away from, and again, I, I watch it, so that you don't have to, I'll give you the news analysis and opinion. So he was talked about, hit about inflation and, um, both DeSantis and Haley, they call him a big government Republican. That's what they're trying to say about him. And he admitted that he did inject cash into the economy during COVID. I mean, he said you kind of had to, you know, he goes, um, that's just part of it. The guy's a businessman. He knows about this stuff. He stalks, he, he speaks on these things without notes and he brings up stuff that makes me go, dang, didn't know that. Or, wow. And he knows how to put it all together. He's very wise on this stuff. But he did remind us that the um, the biggest indicator of inflation is energy. And he worked to make us energy independent. He kept saying when I left, gas was $1.87. And um, he wants to, he, he talks about his plan. And I talked about this a couple weeks ago after his town hall with Sean Hannity. I was like, wow. What his plan is, is to sell our liquid gold beneath our feet. We have so much of it now. Th- think about this. I remember growing up when I was, you know, teenager, and they'd say, "Oh, well, you don't want to, you don't want to sell it just in case it runs out. We got to hoard our goal, our oil." But no, he's, he wants to sell it to pay off our debts, kind of like in Saudi Arabia. So that's the deal there. Um, inflation. Then, you know, kind of moving along because you know this show goes fast. But he, if you ever wondered, we we talked about the day before who leaked the rumor that the sanctus, the sanctimonious, was dropping out. Here is a clue.
2: When you look at Ron's numbers, he's practically out of the race. In fact, a lot of people say he's leaving the race after Iowa because he's doing so poorly. He's also doing very poorly, as you know, in New Hampshire. I mean, really poorly. <laughs> Who do you think leaked it, uh,
0: Chris? I, no, I'm laughing at the hey. fact that how he says poorly. It's like poorly. Uh, yeah. it, it's not O-O-R. It's P-U-U-R. Uh, like a cat purring. The like
1: Poorly. So who do you think leaked it that the sanctimonious was dropping out? It uh, may have been one Donald <laughs> J. Trump. <laughs> the guy, he's funny like that. He makes you laugh. And so, uh, but he also uh, went on to talk about um, the economy. Um, Trump knows how to put economic pressure on other countries. I mean, he gets people, or not not the economy, but, you know, when you talk about global politics in the world, he knows how to um, to work these other countries. He does. He gets them to do what he wants them to do. He negotiates what he wants because these other countries know, um, he'll hold out on them. He'll withhold money. And we all know the more you get into politics and the more you pay attention, the more you realize we give money to everyone for anything. Every country's getting our, our hard, you know, worked for taxpayer dollars. All these countries are getting it. And Trump knows how to leverage that. And he gets people to do what he wants them to do because he he withholds that and he even says, you know, like people that were running our country before um, he calls them fools. He calls them stupid. I, that's tough for me. I don't think you should call anybody a fool, but he talks about our stupid leaders. What he really means is um people who didn't know how to negotiate. Obama did not know how to negotiate. Um, Joe Biden, they don't know how to negotiate because politicians want to give stuff to people. They want good gracious. They think if I give to you, if I scratch your back, you scratch mine. That's not Trump. Trump knows he comes at it from a business perspective. He's like, let's negotiate this. And United you know, Nations, if you want us to give you this money, I need you to start speaking nicely of us. I need you to start holding other people accountable. You know, World Health Organization, you want our money? I need you to, be, to admit um, the truth about stuff and not, you know, um, work with China or do stuff, back deals with them. I mean, the dude knows how to negotiate. And um, he puts economic pressure on other people and and that was good. Other politicians don't do that. So, hey, um I got a lot more on this, a few more things I want to drop about um, President Donald uh, Trump. But um just want to remind you coming up at 8:15, Shots Fired with Joelle Cannon. She's going to be in studio. Landon McCarter, he's running for school board here in Springfield to support you and our conservative values. I got two nephews here in the Springfield school district. We need Landon McCarter there. Um and then um Dakota Wood be at 7:15. We will go into another, some more stuff about the debates last night, but before that, we got the town hall news.
2: This is a fight for Israel's survival, 93.3 and AM 560, KWTO. You're listening
0: to
1: Wake Up Springfield with Alex Bryant, News Director Don Luzader, and Producer Cass Bowen anderson on 93.3 and AM 560, KWTO.
2: A guy like Biden, there's nothing he can run on. Everything he's turned out, it's turned out badly. The border is a disaster, the worst border in history. I think the worst border in the history of the world. We had the best border in the history of our country. We never had a border like that.
1: One thing I thought that Trump did last night very well was keep it about Biden. Like he's the front runner, he didn't need to punch down. He didn't need to talk too much about um, Haley and the sanctimonious. He just gave little jabs, but you know he kept it focused on Biden. I'm going after him. The border's terrible. Everybody knows how um, how well Trump was with the border. I mean, there's so many Democrats. I mean, you you have people like Charlemagne, um, the the radio talk show host, who's admitting that. Don Lamont, I mean, there's people that are going, listen, we didn't like the guy, but yeah, he handled it. We didn't have this influx of illegal immigrants, 10 million. I heard the other day it was like up to 10.6 million now after um, the last three months. There's just so many people that have come into our country illegally and we trust Trump. I mean, he is, you know, CNN, the name, you know, you know, we talked about the border, the border, Donald Trump, the name, you know, I mean, he. we saw what he could do. It was now 90%. And people like this plan, and we trust that he can do it again. And then here's what he said about um, deporting people as well.
2: We are going to have the largest deportation effort in the history of our country. We're bringing everybody back to where they came from. We have no choice. We have no choice.
1: I mean, there's the people in Iowa. They're saying, I mean, you, we just have too many of them here. And especially when you hear what we have talked about in the last top three, coming out of top three, that the Democrat— congresswoman in New York's admitting they're trying to bring them here so that they can count them in the census so they can get more congressional votes so that they can have more votes in the house so that they can try to rule and and get their policies going. They have a plan. Remember three, four years ago, they were talking about uh, in the Senate trying to make, um, you know, um, Washington, DC, an official, give them an official state. um, So they can give them two senators and Puerto Rico. and, And they're, they're looking at these Democrat places where they can get, more votes so that they can always stay in power. Um, boom, boom, boom. Um, Trump had more a lot to say about abortion. He was asked um, what he's going to do to protect all life. There was a nice lady. She said, hey, I support you. I voted for you before. But, um, but you know, she's like, my faith leads me. So she she appeared to be a Christian, asked a genuine question. And this is where a lot of Christians are. What are you going to do um, to support all life? Now, I want to say this, and I've said this before. This is where the biggest battle is coming for the biggest internal battle with conservatives. I am an abortion abolitionist. I don't want to see one baby be killed. I wish the law of our land, a universal law was no abortions. That's what I stand on. That's what I pray for. That's what I believe. There's 3000 abortions happening every day. There's a lot of people who are conservative and some of them may even be Christian, but they're like, Hey, listen, I'm with you, but I'm willing to give some concessions. I'm willing to, you know, for the, the life of the mother, you know, rape, incest, whatever. And, you know, um, and they're willing to do that, which I mean, the statistics show that's literally less than one percent, you know. But um, they, so they're saying, hey, and then some of them are saying, I, you know, I get it. But, you know, what we can do nationally, people like Nikki Haley, we're not going to get 60 senators to vote on um, a complete abortion ban. But we might get them to vote at 12 weeks or something like that. Trump understands this. You know, he pointed out. You know, from the beginning, when this lady asked this question, he's like, "Look, I just want to point this out. Um, Roe v. Wade was overturned underneath me. That never would happen unless I was the president, and that saved two million babies. And I mean, that's what that's what people are saying on that. And he says that being said, he admitted that he is for um, protecting life, but with the exceptions. He says that's just where I need to be at. But he's also want to win elections, and this is what he says. And this is Sean Hannity's. View too. They say, "Listen, I'm I'm all for life." These people don't have the the strong views on this that that some of us have. The abortion abolitionists. Now, what we but he says, "I'm for winning elections, and you have to do that by compromising, really, in essence, with the moderates and even uh, remod- rem- the moderate Republicans, and even some moderate Democrats." Now, here's the deal. This is where we have to not villainize each other in the Republican Party. Let's hold true to our views, but let's also take the wins that some of these moderates can help us get. Some of these moderate Democrats, let's take those wins and keep moving the ball forward. Like, we can't fight with each other and ostracize people and call some of our allies rhinos, Republican in name only, just because they don't have our strong um, abolitionist views on abortion. I had a lady attack me um at a campaign trail in willard when i was up there she's like oh so you're not pro-life then if you don't agree with all babies i'm like no that's i'm 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 all for saving all babies but she's like nope you're not a true um pro you're not truly pro-life and i mean got mad at me and walked off after like, oh i thought she meant like she physically attacked you no something. no i'm sorry no, that no, 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 okay no. well she jumped at me i was getting out of my car yeah and she's like i've been following you i've been looking at you i've heard your podcast i've heard this and that wow and I, you're not truly pro-life then i'm like wait a minute hold on lady you know it's like wait but you know i am and if I'm going for if I'm in office, I'm going to stand on that. I'm going to vote for all pro-life um, legislation. But we have to acknowledge that not all Republicans, conservatives are where we are on this and we have to stop the fighting. And that's what Trump is kind of saying on this. Um, OK, so moving on, he talked. There was asked about retribution because this is Biden's biggest campaign talking point that Trump is going to exact revenge
2: I'm not going to have time for retribution. We're going to make this country so successful again. I'm not going to have time for retribution. And and remember this: our ultimate retribution is success.
1: That's the deal. I liked that one. I did too. That one, because that you know people had that question and he answered it. He answered it well.
0: I love every single time Donald Trump takes the stand. He's standing on business, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, <laughs> retribution. I got work to do. You know, our country is in shambles because of all these shenanigans and the tomfoolery that has gone on with Joe Biden for almost four years now. I can't believe I'm even saying that. But, no, nah, I love, I just love the fact that Trump, whenever he talks, he is standing on business. That's a new term by, for Gen Zers, by the way. That's obviously. good right
1: there. I didn't, never heard that.
0: Yeah, standing on business. Yes, sir. Dude, you're educating the old man over here, Frizz. What's up? What's up? What's, hey, you're never too old to learn, and you learn
1: something new every day. You are absolutely right. I'm writing that down. DJ Frizz in the house, so... Um, But this comes down to this. Do you believe him or not? You know, um, his supporters believe him. People who are over are able to overlook his faults. They believe him when he says stuff like that. But you know, this is the deal. Trump is like a polarizing sports team, the Cowboys or the Patriots teams that you love to hate. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, you know, universally there's people that in across our country, either you love the Cowboys or you hate them. Let's don't, be
0: real. Don't say the Cowboys because they can't actually win anything whenever it matters, unfortunately. <laughs> and I, and <clears throat>
1: by the way, ladies and gentlemen, I'm a Cowboys fan. so That is true. Or the Patriots. We love to hate them. You know what I mean? Or even the Yankees in baseball, right? You know, you either love the Yankees or That's you hate right. them. Uh, or the Lakers. The Celtics. I mean, these are polarizing teams. Um, there are some teams that you just love to hate. You just don't like them. Um, as a Bears fan, I can't stand the Packers. I don't, and during football season, I don't wear the colors green and gold. I refuse to eat cheese. I eat hamburgers. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't stand any city that ends with the Bay, Tampa Bay, Green Bay. I don't like it during football season because I can't stand the Packers. And it's, it's, it's a, you know, we're, maybe we're jealous a little bit. You know, I'm not going to admit that I'm jealous that, you know, um, Aaron Rodgers says he's our daddy. Um, I can't refute it, but I mean, you don't like it. You just, you, you maybe you're a little bit jealous or maybe you don't like their success, whatever it is, you know, but then you, you just find those little things to justify your dislike of that team. That's how it is with Donald Trump. That's where people are with him. And so when he says something like, you know, retribution, people are, nope, we don't believe him. Joy Behar, who has, you know, Trump derangement system so greatly, she's like, no, we don't, we don't like him or we, we don't trust him. We, we, we so we know he lies. Now, Joe Biden, we like him, we trust him, so we don't think he, he's lying. And that's where it's at with it. He's not going to, you know, um, exact retribution. And then finally, probably the last point I want to um, bring out, um, actually two more, two more little ones. Here's um, what he said about um, trying to bring about world peace.
2: We were so successful that the country was coming together. It was actually coming together and coming together well. It was a beautiful thing to see, and we're going to do that again.
1: Peace through strength. The guy knows foreign policy. You know, he's asking if he's going to be an isolationist. Will he back the NATO? And he says it depends. Depends on how they treat us. It depends on what they do. That's just brilliant. Don't reveal your cards. That's just brilliant. And, you know, he showed us in four years the way he's going to lead, and he did it. And then finally he was asked about his VP pick. You guys know what he said. He said, um, hey, maybe it's one of the candidates. The, we got a lot of speculating mm. on that one. We have a, that's going to be in days and weeks to come. We have to figure this thing out. I'm saying it's Kim Scott because he needs somebody that knows what's going on. He, you know, he's an, um a minority. He's sharp. He's been a senator, and he will not outshine Trump. That's who I'm saying Trump's going to pick for his VP. Kim Scott. Skim. Skim Scott. 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 Yeah, remember in this Saturday Night Live skit? Oh, Skim Scott. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Tim Scott. Tim Scott. Yes. All right. Hey, we got a lot of wake up Springfield. Um, Lex, um, again, shots fired with Joel Cannon. That's at 815. Um, Dakota Woods going to be here at 715. And I'm Landon McCarter from the spring. He's running for Springfield school board to be here at about 745. Um, next we're going to get to our local news and then our weather. And, um, and then after that. We're going to talk more about Don Lamont. I started that story yesterday. Thanks for the black community. More Wake Up Springfield. Stick around.